Streaming May 23rd only on BET Plus. Miss Pat is back. I'm excited. <laughs> and it's time for some grown ass family time. I am a man. Oh, you a man? That's right. Then take my clothes off. You ain't pay for none of that on your back. Dad, you can't ignore your mother forever. I've tried. Would you like me to backhand you again? The Miss Pat Show. Streaming May 23rd on BET Plus. To sign up and learn more, visit BET.plus. Welcome to Love It or Leave It, Undead or Else, All Hallows' Eve edition. Having done a few laps around Party City, I can't help but notice there isn't a slutty podcaster costume. Yet another reminder of how much work there is left to do before we have a just society. We have a spooky show for you tonight. Tignataro is here to rate monsters on the Kinsey scale, and you'll gag when you find out which ghoul is by. Ed Helms is here to crown the greatest Halloween candy. And if you look under your chairs, there's a Skittle bag filled with rainbow fentanyl for all of you. <laughs> Lizzie Cooperman and Kevin Avery try to guess which person was offensive. Plus, it's time for the fear wheel. Hmm. <laughs> uh, just to note, we will be having a costume contest at the end of the show, so if you are wearing an actual costume and want to potentially win a little prize, you'll be summoned to the stage. If anyone gets on stage without a costume, I swear to God, I will tear your throats open and drink your blood. <laughs> but first, let's get into it. What a week. <laughs> this week, a second woman came forward to allege that anti-abortion Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker pressured her to have an abortion, saying that Walker personally drove her to a clinic to make sure she went through it against her wishes. Look... Behind every great man, there's a great woman he urged to get an abortion. And behind her, there's another woman he also urged to get an abortion. <laughs> behind her, more women, probably. I know we like to poke fun, but of course he went to the clinic with her. His customer loyalty card is just two abortions away from a free yogurt. <laughs> what, that's your line? I don't even... The woman said she came forward after seeing Walker deny the first woman's claims and that she wasn't doing it for political reasons, saying, I am a registered independent and I voted for Donald Trump in both elections. I do not believe that Herschel is morally fit to be a U.S. senator, making the first time that being a two-time Trump voter has given anyone extra credibility. <laughs> Senate Majority Leader and Zabar's Awards member Chuck Schumer delivered a Yiddish lesson in a new campaign ad. Schmoes. January 6th, Ashanda. Michigas, the horrible games those MAGA Republicans play. He's done it, folks. We've locked down America's undecided Jew. <laughs> Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas agreed to temporarily freeze an order requiring Senator Lindsey Graham to testify in Georgia, prosecutors probe of efforts to overturn the 2020 election. In an unusual flourish, Thomas dedicated the order to his wife, Ginny, writing, this one's for my better half. My worse half? It's a toss-up, honestly. We're both nightmares. Love you, babe. Following the speedy resignation of Liz Truss, former British finance minister Rishi Sunak won the race to be leader of the Conservative Party and has become the United Kingdom's first prime minister of color. The UK is starting to feel like that one friend who keeps trying to introduce you to people it's been on two dates with. I'll meet them when it's serious, Britain. 
Now, before I dive into the latest news out of Russia, we've got a very special guest to help break it down. It is Halloween, when famous dead people are at their most bookable. And the late former Russian president, Mikhail Gorbachev, has agreed to join us from the spirit world. My producer, Kendrick, gave me very detailed summoning instructions. So I have my pentacle drawn on the ground, a circle of salt on the couch, and a song in my heart. Let's give this a whirl. Let's see. I think I'm doing it right. I'm summoning. I'm summoning. For... Oh, I don't think I don't, don't think I I don't think I did that right. Are you you are manager? Oh, you okay? Okay, I, I am not the manager. manager. I need to speak to the manager. Uh, wait, wait, Ivana Trump. What are you doing here? I was summoning Gorbachev. Oh, I slap him out of the way. I slap Gorbachev out of the way. <laughs> you slap Gorbachev out of the way. I slap Gorbachev. I was trying to get Gorbachev, and you got him out of the way. I slap him out of the way. He he's playing battleship. Okay. Right now, listen. I have I have a prettier forehead than Gorbachev. Yes, bigger bust. Okay, <laughs> and bigger problem. All right, listen. Listen, you help me. Okay, you help me. You understand? Yes. I need this. Okay, before I die, I say in Zavir, do the cremation and scatter my ashes in hot tub at Plaza Hotel. Oh no! But then. I fall down the stairs. <laughs> okay. And do you know what happens? Yeah, do you, you know? I do. You got buried on the uh, golf course, Trump's Bedminster golf course. Yes, I am buried on golf course. Not even nearby good hole. I am deserving of best hole. You, the best. Yes, you are. You deserve the, the best hole. Uh, and I've always said that. But Ivana, I can't help you with that. I'm just, I'm just some guy. I think you're buried there for tax reasons. No, you must fix. Okay. I'm... You must fix. <laughs> All right. <laughs> in my grave, it, it, it is like a hoarders down there. There is a stack of uh, stolen documents <laughs> with the top secret. I read them all. It's very boring. Extremely dry. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. also, 10 years of the tax return. They're in, the, they're in there. 10 years of You're tax You're buried in the golf course I, with tax returns. I am buried with the H&R. <laughs> I am buried with the 1099. You understand? <laughs> you understand? I was freelance. I was a freelancer. <laughs> oh, it's so not you like understand? a W-2. Find me on LinkedIn. It's not a W-2. It's a 1099. It's, it's a freelance. T- also, also, I am buried with whole box of phones belonging to Rudy Giuliani. Oh, that's where the phone—that's where Rudy's old phone went. I have went. Verizon. I have the Sidekick, the one that opened <laughs> the old way. Yeah. I have Flip. You want Flip? You can talk to me. <laughs> All day, all night, the phones are ringing. They're, they're, so, ringing. they're ringing. The Rudy phones are ringing. Oh, the the ringtones. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Who? Who? Answer me. And you can't, yeah. So can you do anything about them? The phone, are you just dead? You I, just, can't, you I just, can't silence. You just sit there. You just I sit there. Hearing and it. you know what I do? What? I watch the PP tape. <laughs> oh, God. That's what I do. That there does sound. PP tape. tapes in there. Sounds awful, yeah. Every Trump steak that did not sell at the sharper image. Jesus. That's a packed coffin. So it's the so just to catch people up, it's the tax returns, the top secret documents, Rudy's phone, the P tape, and the old steaks. The steaks. There's T bones. There's a ribeye. Ribeyes. Scra- and I have scra- restless leg syndrome. Oh no, is there And I can't even jerk my legs in my own golf course grave. I have nerve damage, you understand? Yeah, right. Nerve damage. 
I'm, I'm trapped in a rotting meat tomb. I am stuck in a Fuddruckers underground. Do you understand also? Yeah. What else? Also, is, yeah, what else? There is a bag of cocaine. A bag of cocaine? That Donald Trump Jr. drops in accident during my funeral. Yikes. Okay, well, well he is your son. <laughs> And now we are imagining his son at his mother's funeral, so I think this has probably gone far enough. I'm just not sure how to unsummon you, so I'm just going to do what I did earlier and see if it'll get you sucked back into hell. Is this anything? No. No, 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 no. No, no, wait, wait, wait. No, please don't do this. I'm doing it. Please, please don't unsummon me. (laughs) We gotta keep going. You must dig up Steve Bannon's old mattress. That's no, that's so gross. He dumps it in the grave and I, it is smelling you're being like diapers. You gotta get up. You gotta go, no. go back to hell. Ivana. Ivana Trump, everybody. That was weird. Guess we'll never know what happened in Russia this week. Moving on. On Tuesday. Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman took on TV snake oil salesman Dr. Oz in one of the most highly anticipated debates of the midterms. Fetterman was quick to acknowledge his trouble, saying that though he might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep getting back up. Meanwhile, Dr. Oz had this to say about abortion access. I want women, doctors, local political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. It's like we're always saying, healthcare should be between a patient, a doctor, and the glad-handing sociopath from your high school who said he wanted to be president since the fourth grade. <laughs> After the debate, Republicans and pundits pounced on Fetterman's halting performance, calling it painful to watch and confidently predicting that voters would see it as an indication that Fetterman was unfit to serve in the Senate. And they're right. Americans want a senator who doesn't pause once as he smoothly orders a mass puppy murder. <laughs> We can't have a guy with lingering auditory issues in the Senate, they cried. What if he can't keep up with Dianne Feinstein's rapid-fire screwball dialogue? (laughs) House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy even went on Fox News to call Fetterman an embarrassment. Because even Democrat consultants, even those Democrats on CNN, were embarrassed of who their nominee was and the capability of carrying out the job. This is a big job in the Senate. It's a big job in the House. It's a huge job in the White House. Insisted McCarthy, strokes are a crutch. I'm out here making no sense by my lack of wits alone. (laughs) Meanwhile, with the release of her 10th album, Midnight, Taylor Swift has shattered Spotify's record for the most streamed album in a single day. The release wasn't without controversy, though. A shot from the anti-hero music video in which Swift stands on a scale read fat, which caused backlash amongst critics who said that it promoted fat phobia. The offending scale has since been edited out of the video on Apple Music, but I'm not sure how we should feel about the replacement. Uh, for those listening at home, uh, uh, we've changed it to say Jew. <laughs> On Tuesday, Adidas and Gap finally broke ties with Kanye West over his anti-Semitic rants, with Gap vowing to remove West's clothing collaboration from their stores. Frankly, I don't know why Gap ever agreed to sell those armbands in the first place. Let's get tough. Peloton also reached out to concerned members this week to let them know that they would no longer use Kanye's music in newly produced classes. I say keep it in. We're trying to get our heart rates up, you know? I think it's fine. (laughs) Wait a second. 
wait a second. Let's talk about this for two minutes. Is that it? We can't have the songs in fucking exercise classes? We're not anti-Semites. They're good songs to run to. On Thursday, CNN reported that four separate sources revealed to them that Ye's 2018 album, which was released under the title Ye, was originally supposed to be called Hitler. He decided to drop the title when he learned it was also the name of an infamous German dictator. Elon Musk closed his deal to buy Twitter on Friday, but sought to assure advertisers that Twitter will not become a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with no consequences. Said Musk, I saved that for my marriages. You know, I think we usually like to have a mix of hard jokes and kind of lighter ones, and we're just pummeling you today. <laughs> I didn't really, you know, I sometimes find out I was in a mood once the show begins. Friends actor Matthew Perry revealed a deep, baffling dislike for Keanu Reeves. What? What's wrong? What? <laughs> what? Don't worry, he didn't say anything anti-Semitic. We're okay. <laughs> if that's what you were afraid of. <laughs> He's okay. He's okay. He just revealed a baffling dislike for Keanu Reeves. Uh, he reportedly includes the line, why is it that the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? <laughs> what a fucking detour to take a swing at sweet Keanu Reeves. In an apology statement to People Magazine, Matthew Perry said, I'm actually a big fan of Keanu. I just chose a random name. My mistake. I apologize. I should have used my own name instead. <laughs> Could my editor be any more useless? <laughs> Besides, you can't throw Keanu under the bus. He'll catch you and take your damn head right off. In his new memoir, YouTube frontman Bono finally apologized for forcibly injecting the band's album Songs of Innocence into iTunes libraries in 2014. <laughs> it's about time. He continued, my weird later stage art should be forcibly injected in one place only, and that's Speaker Nancy Pelosi's email inbox. Do you remember when, that, when uh, Bono and Tim Cook were on stage at that event and... It was this weird thing where they were going to make everybody got the album at the same time. And then they didn't work through what they were going to do together on stage. And so then the two of them end up standing side by side and they don't want to shake hands. That feels too formal. So they kind of go to grab hands, but that doesn't feel right. And so they end up grabbing hands above their heads and then touching fingers. And I really do think about that finger touch. Like I would lie if I said it was once a week. It's once a day. Because it was the way their hands went up and then their fingers touched. And I really do think it's like a signal moment in the history of American culture. Like, that was it. That was when, like, music and tech and our society, like, it was the death of the monoculture and the rise of whatever the fuck kind of hellscape nightmare society we live in. It was the fingers touching that did it. Keep them going. After... <laughs> You're probably wondering what I'm dressed as. <laughs> and I'll tell you, it's obvious, isn't it? It's my favorite shoes, black skirt, and a free cowboy hat I got from the Westworld premiere. <laughs> speaking of Pope Francis, speaking of... <laughs> what did that mean? <laughs> speaking of... Pope Francis. <laughs> That's how it was supposed to go. <laughs> Speaking of, Pope Francis warned a group of seminarians this week to beware of the vice of pornography while using social media tools. Said the Pope, 
It's a vice that so many people have, so many laymen, so many laywomen, and also priests and nuns. The devil enters from there. The devil enters, and he has this pizza box. <laughs> so it seems like he's just the delivery guy, but then you realize you don't have any money to pay for the pizza. And you'll have to compensate him some other way. And finally, last week on The View, Joy Behar casually told her co-host that she had sex with a few ghosts. I've heard of ghost busting, but ghost busting? I've heard of ghost busting, but ghost busting? One more time. I've heard of ghost busting, but ghost busting? Thank you. When we come back... Pure conjecture about which fictional creatures want to fuck. Thank you. Now a word from our sponsors. October is known as spooky season, but America as a whole seems to be entering a spooky season of interminable length. It could be an eternal spooky season. If everyone doesn't go to votesaveamerica.com right now and register to vote and help get their friends and family out to vote in November, but... uh, and look, here's the thing. If you don't do it, if you don't sign up, I will show up at your house in a hockey mask uh, and a chainsaw. <laughs> just going to be one of those nights. Let's just keep going. <laughs> with Halloween in mind, Love It or Leave It is also spine-tingly excited to be partnering with some new sponsors this week, befitting America entering its perma-spooky era. For example... This weekend, merrymakers the nation over will be relying on rideshare apps to deliver them safely to and from their festivities. Unfortunately, prices on Uber and Lyft have been skyrocketing, which is why Love It or Leave It is proud to advertise a new option for the gal on the go, Uber Herschel Walker. Enter your location and Herschel Walker will promptly arrive to drive you to an abortion appointment. Provided you are or have ever been in a relationship with Herschel Walker. Now, you might be thinking, love it. How many people could possibly use this rideshare app? Well, dear listener, based on the news this week, I think you'd be surprised. (laughs) Uber Herschel Walker. Honestly, this is like maybe one good thing about him. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. This podcast is brought to you by Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Americans United defends your freedom to live as yourself and believe as you choose so long as you don't harm others. Core freedoms and even democracy itself rest upon the wall of separation between church and state. While Christian nationalists are attacking these freedoms, seeking to force us all to live by their narrow beliefs, Americans United is fighting back. Freedom without favor and equality without exception. Learn more about AU's work at au.org slash crooked. That's au.org slash crooked. Streaming May 23rd only on BET Plus. Miss Pat is back. I'm excited. <laughs> and it's time for some grown ass family time. I am a man. Oh, you a man? That's right. Then take my clothes off. You ain't pay for none of that on your back. <laughs> you can't ignore your mother forever. I've tried. Would you like me to backhand you again? The Miss Pat Show. Streaming May 23rd on BET Plus. To sign up and learn more, visit BET.plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something I need to get off my chest? What is your outlet for working through the things that stress you out? Oh man, you know, I don't know. Pushing it down. (laughs) Pushing it all the way down. Getting it real down deep in there. Squish it. Squishing it. Squishing it real tight. Fighting through it. Gotta fight through it. Skinny jeans are for dads. Fight it. You fight it. You push it down. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Not me. 
not me. I'm running on rails. <laughs> Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, I said to my therapist just yesterday, I just feel like I don't have the 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 attention span right now to focus on some of these longer term issues. And she's mm. like, you found a way to say that every session for the past five years. <laughs> if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest. With BetterHelp, everybody needs therapy. You need therapy, I need therapy, Tommy needs therapy. Mm. We all need therapy. Mm-hmm. Visit betterhelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash love it. And we're back. <laughs> it's time to get spooky with our next guest. Please welcome back to the show, Tig Notaro. Hi, Tig. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm in a state. <laughs> uh, are you a horror person? No. Shit. <laughs> you don't like scary movies? I don't like them. No. Should I go home? What are your feelings on Alfred Kinsey? Pretty good. You know about the Kinsey scale? Mm-hmm. I'm on it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. You look like you might be. <laughs> well, I would say even more so than I am. You think? Yeah, yeah. That outfit says that, you know. Well, aren't we all on it in a sense? Yeah, but you... More on it. Yeah. It's your sweet spot. It's your place, you yeah. know? Now... You know what would have been better than Taylor Swift stepping on a, a weight scale? How cool would it be if she had finally stepped on a Kinsey scale? But then we didn't get to see where it landed. And all the people on TikTok that think Taylor Swift is secretly gay and sending the messages through the mail uh, would be like, ah. That... You know? But you preface that with, you know, it would be funny. <laughs> Everybody I... give it up for Tig Notaro. <laughs> I forgot... How much I love you, to be honest. Really? Yes. And I shouldn't ever forget that. But also, <laughs> why do people think she's gay? Oh, please. If you go. Even though she wrote that song about Tim McGraw? What? Um, I think that if you look closely in this, if you look at some of the. Basically, um, there's a kind of QAnon-like phenomenon of people coming through the lyrics and finding patterns uh, and circling words and letters. And mm. like, so for example, if you go through all of her catalog, uh, the words L, G, B, and T actually appear pretty frequently in a lot of the songs. And people point to that and say, well, that's one example. Also, she was friends with a hot woman and people assume that they kissed a lot. Um, that's really important to it. And by the way, I'm in on it, by the way. I'm, I'm pretending because I try to seem like normal, but yeah. I'm one of these people that <laughs> thinks that there's secret messages in the lyrics, 100%. I'm not even joking. And one thing that I think is fun about the branding is if you think Taylor Swift might be queer, you're a gayler. But if you think she's not, you're a hetler. <laughs> Tough, right? Good branding. You want to be a hetler? It's one letter off. From what? <laughs> Now it's time for a game 
we call Gay as Hell, Queer as Hellraiser, in which we're going to rank horror movie monsters on the Kinsey scale. All right, are you ready? I am. All right. Just as a reminder for those Hold who on have- a second. <laughs> now I'm ready. For those of us who haven't taken a gender studies class since 2002, the Kinsey scale runs from zero to six, with zero being exclusively heterosexual and six being exclusively homosexual. Kinsey also added X to denote asexual people, and we want to shout out our ace icons, the Cloverfield Monster and Jean Jacket from Jordan Peele's Nope. Tig. Yes? Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, we did that already. Yeah. Then let us begin. Okay. The Wolfman. That's the 1960s Wolfman. Uh-huh. Um, this little tiny head. Yeah. Do you remember him? He's kind of, he wears Oh, his... yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I remember him. <laughs> um, you know what's weird is when you um, asked me if I liked horror, um, I don't. But my, my first job when I moved to Los Angeles, I worked for Sam Raimi, the director. Oh. Sorry to bother you. <laughs> He does horror films. He did, did like he make evil, Spider-Man? but he also he did Evil Dead and oh. Dark Man. And oh, so you've seen some of these films? No, you haven't seen any of them. No, I just answered the phone and did a poor job assisting. I can see that. Yeah, that's not going to be something you excel at. No, no. I don't think you bring a kind of helpful attitude to the phone. I'm a terrible person. No, no. Come on. Um, Do you think he's gay or not? time to answer <laughs> hey do you think this wolf head is gay or not judge this wolf man by his cover the book uh, of the wolf man's face pig dog is it's pig dog pig dog um i would say that is um <laughs> i think he's mostly gay really i think he's pretty gay i think you don't mm. <laughs> I started to think he was very hetero, but then I saw the hairstyle. Yeah. And I would say... He skulks through the woods. Yeah. What if we get this wrong? The stakes are pretty high. Yeah, you gotta yeah. go right. If you get it wrong, it sucks. It's pig dog, so... Um, pig, yep. It's pig dog for sure. Okay, I'm going to need an answer. I'm going to say pig dog is. You got to pick something. <laughs> this is like one of those menus where there's too many options. It's six options, famously. <laughs> he could be asexual. You can give him an X if you want. X. Wow. <laughs> the wolf man's in the alley with a thing of flowers. He just threw them in the garbage. <laughs> Did you hear the three claps I got, though? That's what we do it for, huh? Yeah. This. <laughs> Next up, we have Nosferatu. The vampire, he was uh, once... Uh, X. Uh, <laughs> that one was easy. That's yeah. another X. <laughs> that one was easy. That one was yeah. easy. Um, all right, up next... Frankenstein's monster. Mm, I mean. Zero. Wow. Exclusively heterosexual. Yeah. Exclusively heterosexual. Now, that raises an interesting question. What about Frankenstein's monster's bride? Because. Mm, well. Three. I heard a three from the crowd. Wait. Did I say hetero? I did. You did. All right. 
I meant to say hetero, and I would say that she is. What do you think? Is this all up to me? I can help. I mean, I'm trying to be sort of respectful. I want to hear your views. I was sort of hoping you would express an opinion that I would express an opinion, but you kind of just stare at the screen for a while. <laughs> and so I'm sort of <laughs> caught off guard because I don't want to seem too abrasive. You think kind of... you're caught off guard. I left my family tonight and came down to this theater and am rating monster movie, movie monsters on the Kinsey scale. You think I'm not a little caught off guard? We send the ideas in advance, right? I don't read my emails. Okay. Okay. And so I am very caught off guard. Well, I guess what I would say is, what do you need right now to feel supported? (laughs) Do you want more of me, less of me? What like I'm here for you as I, a host. I you always we'll want get. more of you. Uh, um, I'm gonna put this woman's head. I think that she has a genuine love for Frankenstein, but I think that she could also fall in love with a lot of different kinds of monsters. Um, so I'm gonna say two. I think she's mostly heterosexual, but more than slightly homosexual. What do you think? Sure. I can't imagine choosing to fight over that. (laughs) I don't know if it's because I'm 51 and a half, but it's like a choose your battles type thing. What do you want to fight with me about? I just love you. Oh, you do? I do. I think you're hilarious. I think you're adorable. Um, I think you're so smart. I just love you. But I want to wrestle you. Where are you on the scale? All right. <laughs> Let's keep going. Don't, you don't have to answer that. It's not a real scale. We're only rating monsters. I'll let you know when my head appears. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that's, where, that's, that's me right there. Next up, we have Freddy Krueger. Mm. Freddy Krueger haunts your dreams. I feel like that is zero. Zero. Yeah. Sort of incel energy. Somebody sounded like they fell off a cliff back there. They're so upset. Oh. All right. Now we have. Oh, I really came here to hear Freddy Krueger rank (laughs) elsewhere. Yeah. I didn't come all the way to Koreatown to find out Freddy Krueger doesn't like guys. What is this fucking bullshit? Ah! Uh, <laughs> Disappointed. I paid for this. Next I up. I got a mouthful of Skittles. We have Pinhead from the original Hellraiser. Never seen the guy. That's him. Um, really scary. Um, mm, I would prefer if he walked in over Pig Dog. Right. If Pig Dog was loose in my house. I think Hellraiser is by. Don't you think? Yeah. Right? That just feels right. So we're going to put Hellraiser at three. But now we have the pinhead from the 2022 Hellraiser. Uh, what conservatives believe is woke Hellraiser. Uh, because, uh, because it's now a, a, it's a, it's a lady. Or a, it's just not a guy. It might be a non-binary Hellraiser. Mm. Is it not? Do we know what they've said Hellraiser has become? 
The point is, conservatives are upset. They're saying, ah, oh, everyone knows that Hellraiser's a man. I can't everyone s- knows Hellraiser is not in Blue Man Group. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard people say. Did you ever, did you ever see the movie Splice? No. Is it a horror film? Yeah, it reminds me of that. Well, should we move on? I think this Hellraiser is uh, gay. This Hellraiser is gay. All the six on the scale. Six on the scale. I feel like you're not even checking with me anymore. You know, look. What? You, you and I have had these conversations. Yeah. When I try to make space for you, mm-hmm. you say that I'm not supporting you. I'm not showing up. I'm not participating. But then, and then when I do participate, you say that I'm doing it wrong. We've never met. <laughs> so we email you and say, hey, <laughs> we have this great idea for a Halloween segment. We're going to rate horror movies. And you say, great, what time should I be there? And at no point do you ever respond and say, I've never seen a horror movie in my entire fucking life. The most classic and iconic characters in the history of horror. Every single damn one. And you don't know who any of these people are. And at no point in the producing of this show did it occur to you to say one note. Tim Curry, Pennywise, he's a fucking four. Now let's go to the, the Skarsgård one. Skarsgård's a five. What are we just plowing through with no thought? I was looking forward to this episode. This episode? <laughs> oh, man. Do you even like me? I love you. I fucking love you. I'm such a fan of yours. I'm that's over what here. Ma- I'm that's over what here. Makes this, that's what I'm makes- over here. I'm over here. Let's wrap it up. I have a heart out in five minutes. In the biz, that means I got to go. Yeah, but everybody says they have a heart out, but they don't mean it. They no, just want to leave. I don't, I don't really who have a it? family. Who has it? <laughs> who on earth has ever had an 8.25 p.m. heart out? Finally. <laughs> There's more. No, I... Yeah, I know. I was trying to get you home to your family. Um, what about Slash. Slash. That's, that's the fucking Babadook. That is the Babadook. Okay, and we know zero. Slash is 100% no. straight. No. We, it's widely known that the Babadook is a gay icon. It's widely so known. So am I. Family knows family. The best. Me? Yeah. I'm simply the best. It says, thank you so much, Tig. Plug. Is there a plug you want to do? Well, I have a podcast called Don't Ask Tig. uh, And I also have a podcast called Tig and Cheryl True Story. I also wrote a book called I'm Just a Person. I have several stand-up specials. Um, I a plug. <laughs> Is there anything like sp- one thing that's newish that you want to just one of them? Uh, I did Premium Blend on Comedy Central um, twenty four years ago. Wow, that's cool. Thank you so much, Tignatar, Everybody, this is a blast. The best. We come back. Ed Helms is here. And we're back. 
here to help us pick the king of candies, the emperor of edibles, the sultan of sugar this Halloween. Why? It's the sweetest man in Hollywood. It's Ed Helms. Ed Helms, everybody. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Hello, hello. Ed, we just did a segment with Tig Notaro about... Uh, I'm so sorry. I- ...iconic horror films. And then it was revealed that um, she hasn't seen any of them. You're familiar with Candy. <laughs> Can what? It's Candy. Candy. Can- candy. It's like Can Do, but with a can- Y at the okay. end. Uh, you know dessert? Sure. It's like dessert you can keep in your pocket. I know what Candy is. <laughs> Ed, what for your money is the best Halloween candy you can get, and what is the worst? I would say that the best Halloween candy is a full-sized Baby Ruth candy bar. Nice. Or Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Interesting. Interesting. It's kind of a tie. Interesting. Interesting. But that was apparently very controversial. But Butterfinger, (laughs) yeah, I consider Butterfinger niche. What do you think, what's the worst? Oh, here's a question. Sorry, before, I have a question for your question. Is Butterfinger peanut butter or toffee? Oh, I always thought it was peanut butter. Me too. Is and it I not? almost got in a fist fight with someone recently <laughs> because they... It was they, Tignataro backstage. <laughs> <laughs> she is my arch rival. It's called butter. It's called butter, but butter is a, one of the main ingredients of toffee, so it's, oh, it's Do people think it's toffee? Someone told is me Is it or is it? Was... What do you think? Peanut butter, right? Just butter. I it's just butter. Just butter. <laughs> Let's talk about the Baby Ruth. Okay. Uh, and you think that's a better candy bar than the tried and true, the Snickers, the Patriots candy bar. <sighs> I love a Snickers. Mm-hmm. But I just think for some reason on Halloween, I, a Baby Ruth feels more special, more substantial. A Snickers, they're kind of a dime a dozen. I mean, they're great. It's yeah. a fantastic candy. But the Baby Ruth is like, it's bumpier. It is bumpier. <laughs> it is bumpier. And that's something important about it. Uh, what do you think about the the hundred grand? Which is again, love just, it. It's another version of the same thing, really. Mm. Quite similar to me, is it not? Mm. Mm. How it's dare not. you? People are saying it's not. Yeah, get the fuck out of here <laughs> with that blasphemy. Hundred grand is a caramel forward. It's more caramel Car- forward. Yeah. It's more caramel forward with notes of of crunch, raisins. <laughs> what are they doing around Halloween? Get, get the a, fuck out get of out my here. Halloween candy. <laughs> That was my mom. My mom was the one giving out like boxes of raisins. Uh, hey, hey, don't, I can be mad at my mom. Don't you dare boo my mom. Um, but yeah, she gave out a lot of healthy stuff. And with that, let's dig in. Shall we? It's a segment we're calling Hell Raisin and Raisin Hell. We have a bracket. We're going to have to weigh in on the ultimate candy Halloween. We're going to crown the winner and the winner will get crowns, you know? Because of teeth. Because like crowns. Like dental. Oh, oh t- dental Because of candy. Because of candy. I thought you were saying because of tea. Teeth. That you drink. Because of the tea that you drink. We have a lot of candy in this bag, which we can eat or not eat. And if you need to be reminded what candy tastes like. Ed, are you ready? Yes. All right. First up, we have Twizzlers versus Sour Punch Straws. Sour All right, West Coast. I know this is, a, this is basically a Sour Patch kid that has been run over. It's kind of gruesome. It's different. But it's different. I don't think I've even ever had a Sour Punch. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. It's different. Yeah, it's more like a Twizzler with sour stuff on it. That's good. 
I got, this is think? really good. Are we beat? Is everybody saying it beats a Twizzler? Beats a Twizzler. It beats a Twizzler. Yeah. Next up. Oh, that was awesome. We have Reese's Peanut Butter Cups versus York Pepper and Patty. I oh. mean, I don't even. Uh, do you want to try one? Do you need to try either of these? Mm, are you I a meat man? I need a refresher of that cool, refreshing York Peppermint Patty. Thank that a York Peppermint Patty for you. I want to see what sensation I get. <laughs> That's an old commercial reference, kids. I'm with you. I remember. Boy, is that good. Oh, man, is that good. You like that? I think it's gross. I think it's ad wizards. Those ad wizards trying to fool us into eating toothpaste <laughs> for snacks. Yeah, it does taste like toothpaste. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Now I hate it. You just ruined it for me. Reese's for the win. Peanut butter cups for the win. Almond Joy versus Peanut M&M's. Yeah. Uh, come on. That's a no-brainer. Come Co- on. Honestly, I like coconut, but not in my candy bars. I find it Wait, infuriating. Are there, are there Almond Joy people here? But why, why is it called Almond Joy when the primary flavor is coconut? Well, because Almond Joy has nuts and mounds don't. Well, that's a great point. You Almond Joy people can eat shit. Peanut M&M's rule. <laughs> Gummy Bears versus Sour Patch Kids. Mm. Wow. Boy, wow. This, what, this is a very unified audience. Yeah, they have the palate of children. Yeah. Very... <laughs> Gummy Bears. A Sour Patch Kid is a gummy bear with a flourish. Yeah. Well, they're people. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is, they're, they're kids. Do you I mean, want they're, it? They're little. They're, you're eating children. You are eating children. And that's fucked up. That is I, fucked up. What do you think? I Could think... we have not have figured out a better way to do this than a loose <laughs> bag of candy? Ed Helms is here. By the way, how did this... Where did You got this bag out of a 1975 YMCA. Like, how did... This, are there gym it, socks in there? It was, part of a, it was part of a VIP merch bag we once made oh. in 2019. Oh, it's a branded bag. I'm so sorry. But as you can <laughs> see, there were several leftovers from the 2019 edition. Ah, uh, yes. And, uh, and now if you win the a- costume contest, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> this is the prize. So I see the skipper out there. I'm rooting for you, maybe, depending on what the other two are wearing. Uh, what do you think, Sour Patch or Gummy? Well, the answer to this one is gummy bears. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I made a strong case, but I'll give it to you. I like a Sour Patch Kid. Uh, Starburst but. versus Swedish Fish. Starburst. Wow. Wow. What, what's your Starburst for? I will fight a Swedish Fish person right what's, now. What's Starburst your- flavor? Well, first of all, it's a texture thing. The Starburst is so chewy. So chewy. It's like the perfect chew. It's a lot of right? chew. So they're all amazing, and, and as a kid, and sometimes as an adult, I will see how many I can fit into my mouth <laughs> and chew at once. Um, yeah, you did die when you did that, and everything since has been a ghost-like experience. <laughs> yes. I, no I, one can see you but me. Mm-hmm. I'm and on I, an astral plane. Yeah. I star-bursted. He star-bursted. <laughs> yeah. What's your, what's your flavor? Uh, I'm going to say lemon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god! You know, that's what makes America great. You know? What? <laughs> Somebody was so freaked out by that. There really are. There are citrus people. There are red people, and then there are fucking sick freaks that like strawberry. The absolute sickest of freaks. Yeah. I wouldn't let a person who goes for the strawberry Starbucks watch my dog. I wouldn't let you watch my laptop at a coffee shop. You are sickos. That is a sick flavor. Starburst wins. Yeah, it's an easy win. That's an easy win. Starburst, do you want uh, Snickers versus 100 Grand? 
Do you want, want to be reminded? Let me try it. Let me try it. Let's, get, let's be reminded of the hundred grand. They're so expensive, these candy bars. <laughs> oh, it's not like a Snickers. That was wrong. Wow. It's good, though. That's so good. But is it as good as a Snickers? You know what? I do like a hundred grand, but the Snickers really satisfies. <laughs> nice. Send this to the Snickers people. See if you can get anything going. God, that's good, though. Wow. Next up, it's the uh, multiple candy bars in one thing bracket. It's time for Kit Kats versus Twix. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. Caramel's going to win every time. So that argues for the Twix. Yeah, that's right. That's not even close. Twix, 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 Twix. How do you eat a Twix? Do you just like take a bite and then chew on it, or do you? I, I want to know what comes. What's the other option? I, I prefer mine suppository. <laughs> yeah, I take a bite, I chew on it. I'm having such a hard time <laughs> chewing this hundred grand bar. I can't even talk. Wow, that is like really yeah. thick caramel. Okay, so how does one eat a Twix? How do you I, eat a Twix? I, this is, I am weird, but I eat a Twix by biting the caramel part off. And separating it from the cookie, and then and chewing on the caramel, and then eating the cookie. Wow. And if you haven't done it that way, you're going to now. And you're going to be like, that Ed Helms is a genius. I don't think, oh, here's the Twix. I'm not going to eat that way in front of these people. <laughs> but I just want you to know, oh, this is a left Twix, by the way, which I think is fun. They tell you which side it's from. Just a little bit of marketing, you know, right there. I'm going to try it that way later. That sounds interesting. It. It's, like yeah. make, it's like you made it two desserts right. in a way. Yeah. In a it's sense. Like it's two courses. It's two courses. Twix wins. Next up, Milky Way versus Plain M&M's. Wow. That's, mm. um, that's a first seed versus a whatever. Plain M&M's. Who eats Plain M&M's anymore? Yeah. I don't think the so. Only, the last time I Plain M&M's were even in my life was as a reward to my toddler for going to the bathroom. <laughs> that's like the only thing people use M&M's for now. Right? Did you line them up like E.T. to get them to go to the bathroom? Or is it after, <laughs> after they went? No, it's after a number two. They get a, an M&M. One M&M? Yeah. Parenthood. It's a mystery to me. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a good thing to do. I just, it's... I like it. What, yeah, it, it worked. And it worked. For potty training. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my podcast <laughs> about potty training your children with M&Ms. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's now we, we're in the, uh, what do you call it when it's one, two, three, four, eight? It's the Elite Eight. All right. Sour Patch versus Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I'm going to take Reese's. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're wrong. It's Reese's. Uh, audience member. Peanut M&M's versus Gummy Bear. It's, this is the chocolate versus fruit. This is, you know, it's, mm, it's these things. It's a tough one. You know, it's hard yeah. to say. It's a mood thing as well. It's sort of this sweet versus savory. I'm going to go with peanut M&M's. Okay. Like as a, I support that. I support that is that. such a staple in my life. <laughs> I'm losing. I'm losing. <laughs> you guys all filled out your final four brackets ahead of time. Now remember, right? now, remember, this is a squid game situation, and half of these people will not see tomorrow. Oh, my God. High stakes. Starburst versus Snickers. Wow. 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 Again, for me, it's a savory choice. Yeah, I agree. It's go Snickers. Snickers. We got to go Snickers. We yeah. got to go Snickers. Come on. Come on. It's basically a meal substitute. All right. 
it's caramel on caramel violence. It's Twix versus Milky Way. Twix. 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 Wow, you know what? This is actually, I, I like our final four. I like the feeling of it. They're all a little similar. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> wow. So now we are in the final four. It's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups versus Peanut M&M's. It's Snickers versus Twix. I feel like there's nothing like a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. You know? Don't you think? A peanut M&M is just a kind of looking at that Reese's Peanut Butter Cup and it's just like, turn me into that. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, grind me up and make me something better. Sure. But a peanut M&M is lots of different colors. That's true. That's fun. Uh, they're crunchy. They are. They are crunchy. I feel like eating a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is often messier than than you want it to be. That's true. It's like getting That's it out true. of that little fucking paper cup is really a mess. Yeah. What's that really, paper doing in mess. there? What's that paper doing and in it's there? Fr- and like just the, it gets on your fingers and you can just dump a bag of M&M's in your mouth. Yeah. No problem. And you can take a bag of peanut M&M's and put them in the popcorn. Yeah. People do that. So I, I think, think, I think gross, this might be an upset. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, peanut M and M's for me. Peanut peanut M and M's defeats fan favorite first seed. Pe- you're supposed. <laughs> you're supposed to what? You're supposed to refrigerate them. You son of a bitch. It's true. I meant to tell you uh, that's Frank Reese's. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking billionaire and a prick. Uh, <laughs> All right, Snickers versus Twix. Uh, Snickers. Snickers. Yeah. Snickers. Yes, yes, yes. What? what? It's the classic. Well, now they're so upset. They're so some, angry. Some people are so angry, and some people are just so angry that we're still talking about candy. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the fun. Um, okay, wow. It's down Snickers to the... Snickers versus peanut M&M's. Let's, should we see what the audience... Let's poll them. Okay, yep. We're going to poll you, but you can please, please be respectful. Don't over-applaud to try to help your side, you know? A similar range. Snickers. Peanut M&M. That is surprising. Snickers. Peanut M&M's. Well, I think it's pretty clear that Snickers won. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're coming at you with pitchforks and torches. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted this to be a democracy, you should have done this five years ago. I agree, especially when you break when you're doing the Halloween version, because you get the trick or treat baggie of peanut M and M's is a joke. There's like three in there. Yeah, there's nothing in there. Yeah, and the Snickers uh, fun size Snickers is awesome. Fun size Snickers rules. I don't go for the snack size one. The little tiny ones, get those out of there. Yeah, get them out of there. Keep them fun. Keep them fun size. Thank you. We're trying to have fun here. Now. Before we let you go, you have a brand new podcast called Snapfu, where you're looking at like some of history's biggest fuck ups. Yes. Uh, it's awesome. Can you just tell people about it? Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited to talk about it. It's called Snafu. First season just came out. It's about uh, this crazy thing called Able Archer 83. It's a true story uh, where NATO had a military exercise that really scared the Russians in 1983 during the Cold War. And we came like, very scarily close to an actual nuclear war and nobody knows about this and it's something that is sort of just recently declassified and is a really exciting and darkly hilarious story and so check out the podcast and if you like it leave a review so and and they think the second season may be about this episode of love it or leave it which is really exciting everybody go check out snafu ed elms thank you so much thank you we'll be back for the fear well 
Halloween is all about candy, and candy's all about putting aside your worries to enjoy a brief moment of pure, simple sweetness. Until now. This episode of Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Reese's Limited Edition Climate Apocalypse Peanut Butter Cups. If you like their classic seasonal shapes like pumpkin and ghost, you'll love sinking your fangs into a spooky, scary shape like devastating tsunami and calving glacier. That unbeatable chocolate peanut butter combo now paired with an unceasing awareness of the most horrifying crisis of our time, a kind of low hum of permanent worry that casts a pall over the very experience of being alive. Reese's limited edition climate apocalypse peanut butter cups because not all of us have time to throw clam chowder at a Monet. It's going to take a lot of soup and a lot of art to fix this crisis. <laughs> they said, marching into the Guggenheim. And we're back. It's Halloween, and you know what that means? It's time for the annual drawing where a few lucky celebrities post a picture of a gobsmacking costume revealing shockingly poor taste on one or multiple axes. Here to discuss the wildly misguided Halloween decisions of the famous and powerful who are, as we all know, better... It's the hilarious Kevin Avery and the amazing Lizzie Cooperman. Hi. Come on in. Nice to meet you, Lizzie. Oh, it's a pleasure. Seeing you for the first time. Kevin, welcome. Hey, well, thank you. What's your most offensive Halloween costume? The most offensive one that I did? Well, when I was in seventh grade, <laughs> um, my mother dressed me as a sex worker. <laughs> and she was like, I'm sure we have some jewelry lying around the house. And I was with a friend, and she dressed us both like that, and that friend was not a lot. Is this too serious for this? No, it's good. It's good. I'm like, I was on the streets. <laughs> I've hardened New Hope, Minnesota. Um, seventh grade. Seventh grade, and my mom, for whatever reason, may she rest in peace, had this idea to dress us this way, and then that friend was not allowed to hang out with me for a while. <laughs> I think that's cool. Thank you. Kevin, did you ever dress up as a sex worker when you were in middle school? Every year. <laughs> that was my thing. Uh, no, I didn't go. That takes some imagination. I, didn't, wait, wait. I was like Batman every year. One year I was a drunk dad. And, <laughs> and all that was, was uh, I, it was me in my underwear, just some boxer briefs, like uh, an old T-shirt with some spaghetti stains on it and a robe. And uh, a tall boy, like Coors, and a bat. And I walked around. And I, I was supposed to go to a, a party like that. And then I don't know what happened, but uh, it was just way too easy to sit at home. And I was like, this is just what I wear at the house. And so I just hung out and chilled. And you just were that. I just was that. <laughs> that's yeah. just what you were. That's yeah, what you were living. that beer. I didn't do anything with the bat, but, you know. That's cool. Can I say something in my mother's defense? Because she's not here to defend herself. I think you probably have to. I, ha I have to. I feel like at the time, which was 1943, <laughs> people would be like, I'm a hobo. You know, and, yeah. and that was accepted as a Halloween costume. For sure. That was a lot of hope. Well, that was the easy costume because yeah. you right. just would go to the yard, you'd get a stick, you'd get a bandana, and then the, your, your mom would put makeup on you to make you look dirty. Right. And then you right. had the, the bindle yes. and, you were, and a hat and you Did were you done. Did you say the bindle? A bindle. Wow, okay. That's what that's called, right? Yeah. Yes. We're still allowed to say, we can say bindle. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's called unsacked. <laughs> <laughs> When I was a kid, amazingly, nobody figured out I was gay because 
we had a box of Halloween stuff in the basement, just like a big plastic container filled with different kinds of things. And I would never want to be one thing. I would always put something together, but it would often end up being the same costume, which was a Beetlejuice mask, a cape, a top hat, and like a cane or something, or just something to have in my hand. Sure. Which is just gay dancing Beetlejuice year after year. Um, and Why if you took the Beetlejuice ha- have is that sciatica? Did Beetlejuice have some kind of? Was he okay? <laughs> is that what you're asking? Well, the yeah. thing about it. Uh, why did he have the cane? Right. I'm not sure, but but um, <laughs> I'm curious. I think maybe because he got injured by a sandworm at the end of the film. But but <laughs> but so I would take off the top hat, and then this Beetlejuice mask. You could like squeeze something, and the like three little heads. You know, Beetlejuice's little heads would pop up. Yes. Right. Right. Fucking ruled. Oh my god! I want you to do Beetlejuice in a rascal now. That's a modern good- technology. <laughs> <laughs> just just old Beetlejuice. All right. Kevin and Lizzie, are you ready to play a game we're calling Say Yes to the Dress, Say No to the Spirit Halloween Turban? All right. Here's how it works. All right. I'm going to tell you about an offensive costume, and you need to decide whether it's a real costume that a celebrity or famous person uh, or a a politician wore or that it's not, that we made it up. Right. Mm. Here we go. Justin Trudeau dressed in full brown face and a turban for a 2001 Arabian Nights party. True or false? True. You got it. It's a big time true. Yeah. Uh, oh, we don't get to see it. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> oh wow. dear. I wish I had. I wish I had. Some of them are tough. They're tough. I apologize. That it's... one's on me. That's my bad. <laughs> Jesus. I bet it was worse on the big screen. We can only see there. We. I almost. Okay. I know about this person because of their occasional offensive costumes, and then I forget their name. Okay. It's Julianne Hoff. Oh, Huff. Sure. Did it. right. I was uh, waiting for this one. This she dressed yeah. as Tasty from Orange is the New Black, complete with an orange jumpsuit and bronze skin. True. True. False. It was a trick question. Oh. What? What? She oh, was that's... crazy eyes. <laughs> that's oh, fucking my rude. <laughs> you know, you know where. We, I mean, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well yeah. done. All Thank right. you. I see Thank what you. we're doing now. Yeah, it's not. Some of them are hard. All right. Katy Perry dressed up as a Cool Ranch Dorito. True or false? These, some of these aren't offensive. They're just fun and silly. Wow. I'm going to say... I'm offended. Well, we don't... Hilda, all you people saying no, what if you just haven't seen it? Right. Right. It's a great idea for a costume. It's a pretty cool idea. What I'm sitting here thinking is, how can I make a Cool Ranch Dorito costume in three days? Yes. I'm like, is it a different flavor Dorito? I say false. That's correct. It was a flaming hot Cheeto. <laughs> okay. And honestly, were, that rule. You're just out here fucking with us. Yeah. With the tri- what is that? What? It's a. She's a flaming hot Cheeto. Well, it's she, awesome. She don't how, have nobody who loves her because that is not what. I guess it's sorta. I All think right. it's cool as hell. It's, no, that's a I baby. Like that's a baby carrot. I'm coming around. <laughs> right. There's something that's, off about it. There's something, something off. Something not about right. It. it is an organic peel. Why does she look so sad? Uh, next up, O.J. Simpson dressed as a gynecologist and said he was giving free exams. Okay. Famously the worst thing he's ever done. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is triggering for me, actually, because I just found out my gynecologist died. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did. I called for an appointment. They were like, I don't know if you heard the news, but he died. They go, and you were the last patient he saw. Wow. And I was like, my vagina killed my doctor. 
No but, bell for that? Come on, man. You're falling down on the... I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely reeling. Absolutely reeling. So they told you that? They, they told me that on the phone. There was a pause. I said, I'd like to make an appointment with a Dr. Goldberg. And there was a pregnant pause. And then they said, I don't know if you heard the news, Dr. Goldberg passed away. And then she flipped through the book. She goes, and you were actually the last patient he saw. Wow. Fun fact. That's so interesting. Right. I don't know what to do with this information. It's just like kind of like, well. um, it just leaves, you just want to, it's just sort of, oh, huh. Right. I'm like, how soon after? <laughs> how much time did it, was, it take? We, to we have no, we have no, it was seconds later. <laughs> seconds later. Mm, so the OJ, so so, I, I actually, can I just say, I think... Knowing OJ, <laughs> I'm gonna say true. I say true because he had that show, uh, Juiced or something like that. He had. A, remember OJ had a um, a prank show. <laughs> so this just feels right down OJ lane. Yeah, you got it. He did it. Next up, the audience really freaked out. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize we had a picture of that one. Oh, that's Uh-oh. tough. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, next up, Miley Cyrus dressed up Sorry. as a. <laughs> That robe was shiny. What if what Why if you were like have... what if you were like, oh my god, that's Dr. Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and it's the same glove. Yeah. <laughs> Next up. Hats off. Hats off to you. <laughs> Oof. Miley Cyrus dressed up as Osama bin Laden in 2005. In 2005? 2005. I'm going to okay. say false. What do you, you know think, what? Lizzie? I think I'm going true with this one. It was false. We made oh. it up. We made it up. <laughs> okay. Next up, Ron DeSantis' Secretary of State, Michael Ertel, turned in his resignation in 2019 after a photo of his 2005 Halloween costume was published by the local newspaper, the Tallahassee Democrat, in which he wore blackface, a headscarf, and earrings, and wrote Katrina victim on his T-shirt mere weeks after the disaster. <laughs> That's fucking true. That is true. <laughs> We're not showing you know, that You're right. just like, no. that motherfucker did that shit. What an imagination it would have yeah. taken That's for us was, to make up a detailed There was so much information. It just kept fucking going. I was like, okay. You know, yeah, it's true. You got it. Okay. Next up, Kim Kardashian dressed up as Sacagawea, but specifically the version from the $1 coin. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're trying to throw us with $1 <laughs> Okay. Well, what do you think? I'm it's- like, it was a Chuck E. Cheese token. <laughs> I'm going true. I say false. Kevin is correct, but shout out to Hallie for coming up with a very realistic wow. sounding it did. costume. It sounded good. It sounded good. Felt real for Hats a minute. off, Hallie. Lizzie, I, th- I, th- I thought it was real, too. <laughs> Prince Harry dressed up as a Nazi, complete with a swastika armband. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like what? Yeah. yeah. We were yeah. there for that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I seem to remember that. Yeah, it's really? true. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It was in a different he, phase of his narrative. He, so it doesn't stick now because the narrative what, what, what doesn't it repels the narrative. What was his? Didn't he have a whole reason for like a logical? I think his excuse was oopsie daisy. I don't. I don't think he got. That's oh solid. my goodness! That's... God, that's a terrible costume. Jesus Christ! Wait, he doesn't look good. A real blunder. A real blunder. Uh, next up, Bella Hadid wore an extremely misguided Lil John costume during Halloween 2007. Uh, but to be fair, she was 11 years old. Oh, this is one of those things where it's like too many details. 2007. False. It was a Papa John costume. (laughs) It was false. She didn't do it at all. 
Next up, YouTuber Jake Paul drew controversy for dressing up as a self-styled superhero, White Panther. What do you think, Kevin? You can see it, can't you? You can almost close your eyes and picture That's it. That's what I'm doing. I'm just like... But have you okay. seen it? Okay. What was the You cost? know you've seen him in a Japanese forest doing something horrible, but... Uh. Yeah. But have you seen him in the White Panther costume? Is what that is real? What is the White Panther costume? What is that whatever, consistent? It's what Jake okay. Paul conceived of, I suppose, based on a card. Okay. I'm going true. I'm saying false. Kevin wins again. And we made it it's up. Just too, I feel like I would have seen it. I we feel like I would have really yeah, yeah. seen it. My only character flaw. Yeah. Not Mid- Rom- <laughs> <laughs> Mitt Romney dressed as Ted Lasso and gave biscuits to Kirsten Cinema. Uh, uh, I, I say true to that. I say true to that. I'm also going true to that. And that is correct. Yes. Yeah, look at that. I watched the Keeping Mitt the Romney documentary. Oh, my God. That's tough. That's Whoa. tough. Why did he? It's not salad dressing, though. It's not salad dressing. It just looks like Mitt Romney. Yeah. Where's the Ted Lasso part? Uh, right. Well, a mustache, I suppose. Right, it right, right. It looks like the most awkward proposal ever. Kylie Jenner dressed as, in her phrasing, an Eskimo, which is a derogatory term for an Inuit person. But when people got mad, she changed the caption on Instagram to read, Snow Princess. A hundred percent. She did that shit. Yeah, yeah. that's right. She did that shit. Ring the bell, ring the and bell. <laughs> now that looks like the White Panther. <laughs> nice. On nice. the real. She just gone with Snow Princess from the top. It's a cool, cool outfit. Yeah, right. I, let's be honest. It's a cool I mean, outfit. You, know, yeah. you just need to bring in the, Jesus. the appropriation. And finally, it's time for the political blackface speed round. Did these politicians wear blackface? Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia, yes or no? The crowd has spoken. <laughs> yep, he yeah. did. All right. Attorney General Mark Herring of Virginia. Yes. 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 <laughs> Alabama Governor Kay Ivey. Yeah, yeah, they all did it. Did they all just fucking wear blackface? Yes. Is that what we're... They did. A lot of people wore blackface. Okay. Billy Crystal did blackface the Oscars, like, what, 2012? It's wild. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's all sticking that's in. That's right. Oh, yeah. shit. Really late. Yeah. Surprisingly late. Thank you so much to Lizzie and Kevin. <laughs> we all sobered up in that thing. Wow. <laughs> like, whoa. Uh, listen to Lizzie's podcast, Lizzie Cooperman in your hands, and check out Kevin on the Great North on Fox. It's a great show. When we come back, it's time for the Fear Wheel. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Streaming May 23rd only on BET Plus. Miss Pat is back. I'm excited. <laughs> and it's time for some grown ass family time. I am a man. Oh, you a man? That's right. Then take my clothes off. You ain't pay for none of that on your back. Dad, you can't ignore your mother forever. I've tried. Would you like me to backhand you again? The Miss Pat Show. Streaming May 23rd on BET Plus. To sign up and learn more, visit BET.plus. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. 
Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. And we're back! It's the spookiest time of the year, and this fall, nobody's scared more shitless by the rise of anti-Semitism than God's chosen people. That's why this episode of Love It or Leave It is sponsored by Spirit Halloween for Jews. Sure, anti-Semites are feeling safe in numbers, but so will you when you see the huge savings on blonde wigs, color contacts, and everything else a Jew might need to feel safe outside in Kanye's America. Choose from aggressively goyisha costumes like professional athlete, country music star, crocodile hunter, pope. Have you ever met a Jewish pipe fitter? I certainly haven't. And that's why I'll be dressing up like one this Halloween and also indefinitely. <laughs> Spirit Halloween for Jews, a costume is just a disguise you get drunk in. Couple notes, election day is coming up fast, and you know what that means, t-shirts and voting. <laughs> Go to the Crooked store, buy yourself something nice, crooked.com slash store. Actually, there's really, we have really cool stuff in there. Go check it out. If you ever message a friend about a manager who won't stop texting after hours or a coworker who keeps posting weirdly suggestive Austin Powers gifs in Slack, you're not alone. On Crooked Media's newest podcast, Work Appropriate, author and host Anne Helen Peterson sets out to find solutions to these oddly specific yet completely universal listener-submitted questions. Whether you work in an office chair or a sixth-grade classroom, the problems may be limitless, but so are the solutions. Work Appropriate, it's awesome. The first episode was with Josh Gondelman. Basically, they just take questions about, like, Work-life balance, how to be a person at work. It's awesome. It's a great show. You'll really like it. Everybody check it out. Listen to the first episode of Work Appropriate now, wherever you get your podcasts. And now for a segment we call The Fear Wheel. Here's how it works. The wheel will spin and will land on a true fear one of us has had that we will then divulge to you. And look, this show is often about real and big and giant fears. We're talking about, you know, we're not talking about existential stuff. Let's spin the wheel. Very nervous. It has landed on, dogs seem content but actually hate every second of being alive and just don't know better and can't communicate this. That's my fear. I look sometimes at my little dog pundit and I think like, do you like, like this life I created for you? And like, but you don't know better. <laughs> what if dogs hate every second? They're not in pain or anything, but they don't like the experience of being owned by people, and they don't like being bored all the time, being afraid you're not going to come home. They don't understand what's going on, and they just think that's all that life could ever have to offer, and I guess in some sense it's true. That is all their life can have to offer. But what if they hate it? But I love Pundit, and I think Pundit is okay for the most part, but sometimes I am afraid. And that this is your fear. Yeah, I'm afraid that Pundit the dog and all dogs really don't like the experience of being a pet. Here's what I'm concerned about, is when a person goes to adopt a dog, mm -hmm. and they're weird. Yep. If the dog is like, <laughs> keep moving, keep moving. Because sometimes when I see weird people with animals, I'm like, does that animal know that they drew the short straw. That, yeah. Like, where they're just like, oh my, are you kidding me? Like, 
Of course, I appreciate the food and shelter, but this person stinks, or yeah. you know, like I not that, that stinking is weird, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's spin it again. Mm. Mm. So realistic that spinning. It has landed on communal dairy-based dips. Yeah. Whose fear is that, Lizzie? Please explain. That's why you go to a Halloween party. You're dipping into the French onion dip. It's like sharing an ice cream cone. Who here would share an ice cream cone with a stranger? That's what it is to me. Salsa guacamole. That's okay. fine. It's Salsa not... guacamole is fine. Salsa's water-based. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, we're surprised you didn't, obviously. It drips off the chip. That's worse. You know, you're adding no, a no, dripping no. element French to... French onion dip? That's the gorilla glue of DNA. <laughs> you're eating someone's heritage. <laughs> Ranch dressing, it should not be shared. You, I've been freaked what? out ever since once I went to Sizzler and there was like a trough of ranch and it was labeled pudding. <laughs> Dairy okay. is a murky area. Lizzie, you're mentioning ranch dressing. You're mentioning Sizzler. You're mentioning all sorts of disgusting things. You have a problem with my lifestyle. <laughs> I'm gonna you say, know I have no problem with you. I'm going to say <laughs> I'm gonna say counterpoint. I love a Sizzler. I don't care what okay. it's labeled. I'll eat it. I love the Sizzler. When I was a kid, it was so great. because, right. And I always was at the Sizzler, and I was like, why are these freaks ordering entrees? We got a buffet here, people. Who I never yes. even considered the main menu, and I didn't understand when people would. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I think I was like an adult when I really realized that there's a full menu associated with the Sizzler when all the food you could ever need is out there in the middle of the room. I have a Sizzler tip for you, cowboy. Hit me. Um, don't wear that outfit when you go there. <laughs> <laughs> because... When you walk in, somebody sees your head and they're like, well, hello, stranger. (laughs) And then when they They uh, size you up, it's just not going to fly at Sizzler. Well, that's at a Western Sizzler, but at an Eastern Sizzler, (laughs) you might be okay. Might be okay at an Eastern Sizzler. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm wearing this to a Ponderosa. Are there Eastern Sizzlers? (laughs) No. I'm going to go. go. (laughs) Here are some places where I would wear this outfit. (laughs) Okay. Sizzler. Because here's the thing. People are like, they're more afraid of you than you are of them. You know what I mean? In yeah. a sense. They're like sharks. Yeah. They don't like gay cowboys. And uh, I'd wear it to a Bob's Big Boy. Is that even around still? Well, there's an Eastern Bob's Big Boy. <laughs> okay. okay. Can we get back to the dip for a second? So yeah, yeah. even though people are dipping chips, that people aren't touching the dip. Right. Yeah. Right? Presumably. Can like, I tell you how many people I've seen go like this? Oh, lick their full. Did you finger? just do that right now? Do you know what I did? I, I yeah, purposely oh, did not wrap my lip around my finger to do it because I find it so it's in the so... dark at a Halloween party. You don't know what's going on, even yeah. with the lights on at a Halloween right, party. Right. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. Even at a pitch. Also, black. like I'm also just want to go back to like French right. onion dip to me. Like, are you going to? Uh, Dad's poker games in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you seeing French onion dip? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
That is I a see great it all around point. me. And also, is it the kind where it comes with the powder? Oh, that's good stuff. And then I you, love yeah, the you powder. use the French hey. onion oh. soup mix. Oh, that's the, right. That's right. Yeah, in the, in the mm. sour cream. Yes. You put the French onion yeah. soup mix into the sour cream, and then the toughest challenge of all. Giving it time in the fridge because it just it needs that. Like you think it, you think it but, won't. You want to try it. You got to give it time in the fridge because you give it a couple hours. Mm, it's good. That's a good title for something. Give it time in the fridge. <laughs> it's relationship advice. It's a <laughs> relationship it advice podcast. Give you, it time in the fridge. Give it time, time in the fridge yeah. with with, with Lizzie and Ed. With Tig and Ed. Let's spin it again, Lizzie. You're out of the pod. <laughs> I hope mine doesn't come up. <laughs> it's landed on Ed's fear. Ed's fear. <laughs> Guys, I am terrified of my fear. Um, I got the email late, I think, and I didn't respond. That was, our, that was our fear. I didn't make it onto, onto the actual board. That's but here, here it is. So I don't believe in God or ghosts or demons, wow. really. But, okay. but I am terrified of Ouija boards. Huh. Because essentially, I have like a don't ask, don't tell policy with demons. <laughs> you don't what, care if they're gay like, or not. You to, don't want to know. To me, <laughs> like if you use a Ouija board, you're asking demons if they exist. Yeah. And I'd just rather sort of like let them be if they exist, which I don't believe. But I'm not going to fucking touch a Ouija board. <laughs> I don't know what that really viscerally scares me. It's like if you're alone in your house and then you hear a noise and you say hello. Like, what are the good options here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you just hear, hey, girl. <laughs> and, and Ed's like, don't ask, don't tell. I don't need to know. Kevin, what do you think? Have you had an experience with one and then that was it? Or have you? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I think the only actual experience I had was like other kids playing with one at a sleepover when I was like 12. You just watched. Playing with a demon? Well, maybe they were playing with a Ouija board and there was probably a demon involved. Wow. And out of the gate, this was like, nah, I don't believe in this shit, but it's here somewhere. <laughs> I don't believe in it. I don't give it any credence whatsoever. But, no credence, uh, <laughs> also a good title. Also what? a good title, no credence. <laughs> no credence whatsoever. Also a good rule for a jukebox. Sure. <laughs> a terrible rule for a jukebox. <laughs> I agree on the Ouija board mm. thing. I also just think it's like, a Ouija board is really about one of two things. Either demons and ghosts are real, or we've created a generational passed down fun activity mm. where older, sneakier, uh, meaner kids terrify sweet and naive kids while their parents are upstairs. <laughs> right. And like, that's the whole point. It's, or demons are real. Those are really the only two options. That's a perfect summary. You're right. What a weird, what a weird child. Oh, should we do the thing where a child will remember and be afraid of what happened for the rest of their lives? Or should we play the game Monopoly? It's kind of like that thing where when you go into a bathroom and you say something to in the dark at a mirror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. That's kind of like that. Why do you think it's funny that Ouija boards? I've done that. Ouija and, and Kevin's done it. And he lived to tell. And here I am. <laughs> and here he is. I've lost so many friends to that. <laughs> it's just a funny thing that in like a Target, there's a game aisle and there's like life, Parcheesi, hungry, hungry hippos, summoning the dead, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Jenga. <laughs> like, okay. Twister. I don't Twister. like it. I don't like we it. We don't like it. I think it's a good point. Let's spin right. it again. I feel like mine. 
isn't going to. That's mine. <laughs> it's landed on elevators. Yes, it did land on elevators, and I am scared of elevators, um, but not nearly as scared as I am of quicksand. <laughs> and I was very scared to get stuck in quicksand as a child. Never happened. But I have taken elevators. Here's what happened. I was on tour, and I got locked in a bathroom in Sacramento and was stuck in there for 30 minutes. This is this year. I've never been scared of elevators. And that traumatic, I know we're at a comedy show. I think we're at a comedy show. And she likes me. And I, I love this man. <laughs> but it was so traumatic. And I absolutely can barely get into an elevator now. Like, but you weren't stuck in an elevator. You were stuck in a bathroom. But it's still a... Uh, the bathroom went up and down. No. <laughs> Floor to floor, like, I was naked. It sounds like you took a shit in an elevator. <laughs> it I basically would these days. I'm mm-hmm. so terrified. But, um, yeah, I wasn't trapped in an elevator, but I was trapped in a bathroom. And so now when I, I'm on edge, I, I'm just saying it's transferred to elevators. Did you have any claustrophobia tendencies before the bathroom incident? Well... Um, I remember years ago, I was dating this girl. We were in an elevator in DC and I always thought it was so weird that people were scared of elevators. I was like, what is the problem? It's not like you're going to die if the elevator stops. And, um, we were in an elevator in her building and it stopped. And I was like, uh, oh boy. <laughs> and like in five seconds, I was a little like, okay, when is this? So there's a hint of it. <laughs> But now, when I get in an elevator, I'm like, that needs to be the fastest elevator. When the doors close, it needs to be on the move, getting to the next. I mean, I need to be on the 80th floor. No other floor. people. Don't let other. Did you get? No, your- I would prefer if other people are in because if I'm stuck, I need them to knock me out. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. But you don't get like the crowded, Wait. like a crowded elevator doesn't make you nervous. No, because more people could make could me unconscious it, quicker. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, it's a real struggle. I thought you were going to say more people so I can share ranch dressing with them. <laughs> I agree. Care to dip? I share this fear. I, I was stuck in an elevator at the Grove parking lot, <laughs> which wow. is a glass elevator. That's and cool. I was stuck at ground level. <laughs> And where people like, oh my gosh, the Elvis. A fishbowl, like everybody walking in and out of the parking deck. And there's the guy from The Hangover just standing there. Like, why won't he get out? And then, like, a few few people were, like, excited to stop and point. And then I didn't go anywhere. You know what that was? Like, why isn't he getting out of the elevator? And I was stuck and I was like, Call, like get help, help. Call me. Yeah. Call what me. I love about that is, and I. But I, here's the thing: it was a glass elevator, so you would think claustrophobia would not, shouldn't enter into it because, like, I can see everything and I'm fine. I 
almost had cardiac arrest. No, I really I, freaked out. Listen, I understand. Here's wow, what I want to say. I'm actually sweating right now. I maybe have something that could help. Menopause, but why don't? What I'm realizing is, I'm 51. If you're ever trapped in the glass elevator on the first floor of the Grove, don't think that you're stuck in an elevator. Think that the Grove has opened up an Ed Helms Zoo. <laughs> Let's spin it one more time. I feel ignored. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. It has been is getting kind of stoned. What does it say? Getting, oh, getting, getting, getting kidney stones. <laughs> getting kidney stones. Amazing. Getting kind of stoned while getting kidney stones is my fear. Um, I think it speaks for itself. Kidney stones? Shooting a rock out of your genitals? It was not a thing I thought about, and I'd heard about them. And then one time uh, I saw uh, Joey on Friends get him, and I thought, well, if that could happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> And ever since then, I've been terrified, and I'm just sitting around waiting. And every once in a while, a friend will be like, "I had I had kidney stones," and I'm like, "I can't hear." I have a friend who got kidney stones, and then three weeks later, he got more kidney stones. And he kept trying to tell me about how he got kidney stones, and I'm like, "Why do you think I want to hear that shit?" And uh, I think he's okay. And uh, but I don't. I want no no parts of it. I, it's- you know what's funny is I also have a fear of kidney stones that I got from a sitcom. But it was Kramer on Seinfeld. Yes, yes. that first. Yeah, that first. But I thought, ah, that's Kramer. You know. But then yeah. Joey got but him. Joey's like, an everyman. Oh. Joey's an everyman. You know. I do remember Kramer's when Kramer nut. got him. And I, and, you know, and we were all laughing at Kramer, and then Joey. It was like, oh, this is. And that's the fear wheel. <laughs> when we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back. Here it is, the high note. Hey, love it. This is Emma from Waco, Texas. I am a sophomore political science and history student at Baylor University. And my high note for the week is last week, Beto came to Baylor's campus on his college tour and tons of people showed up. It was a great turnout. Everyone was super positive and super excited. And it just really made me optimistic for the midterms because this is a super um, conservative Christian campus in the middle of the Bible Belt. So, I'm hopeful, and you're a part of that. Thank you. Bye. Hi, love it. My name is Dobby. I currently live in Denver, Colorado, but I'm originally from Pittsburgh, PA. So my high note was obviously listening to the live show from Pittsburgh. I don't get to go home nearly as often as I would like to, so having a little piece of home during my commute was so lovely. My parents still live in Pittsburgh, and my mom is a huge Positive America fan. I thought about getting her a ticket to the live show. Um, but after the conversation about eating ass a couple of episodes ago, I decided not to take that gamble. But we love you so much, and we appreciate all that you do. Thanks. Bye. Hi, it's Megan from Syracuse. My high note is that I got my husband tickets to your Philadelphia show for his birthday. It's a week away, and we're so excited. We've been listening to you since the Keeping It 1600 days, and Crooked has never visited Central New York, even though we are currently one of the most competitive house races, New York 22, Francis Canal. Um, so we are so excited to celebrate his birthday and to see our favorite Saturday podcast live. Thank you. I love it. This is Mike from Syracuse, New York. And my high note is that my wife and I have handwritten 500 postcards so far to Georgia voters to get out the vote in what could be the tipping point state for retention of the Senate. But also, since we live in one of the very few 
toss-up house districts in the country, New York 22. We're trying to get a little more involved locally, and we've actually gone canvassing four times to talk to voters about Democratic candidate Francis Canole, who's a staunch abortion rights supporter, and he's uh, running against a rich, Trumpy opportunist who has never lived a day in his life in our district. This is a super winnable district after John Katko, one of the House Republicans who voted to impeach Trump, subsequently retired. So we're doing all we can to flip it blue. And you and the rest of the Potsave team are a constant daily inspiration and motivator for us. My bonus high note is actually that my uh, incredible wife actually surprised me for my birthday with tickets to your Philadelphia show. So we're driving down this weekend from Syracuse and can't wait to finally see you in person. Take care. Thanks to everybody who sent in a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 323-538-2377. That is our show. Thank you so much to Ed Helms, Tig Notaro, Kevin Avery, Lizzie Cooperman, and everyone who came in costume. There are 10 days until the midterm elections. 10 fucking days. So sign up. Do something at votesaveamerica.com. And have a great weekend. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Keeper is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Coffin, Pullaby Gunalan, and Peter Miller are the writers. Bill Lance is our editor. And Kyle Seglin is our sound engineer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Narmel Konian, Zuri Irvin, and Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can and you can find these glorious videos at youtube.com slash crooked media streaming may 23rd only on bet plus miss pat is back <laughs> and it's time for some grown-ass family time i am a man oh you a man that's right then take my clothes off you ain't pay for none of that on your back <laughs> you can't ignore your mother forever i've tried would you like me to backhand you again the miss pat show streaming may 23rd on bet plus to sign up and learn more visit bet.plus the legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary taste with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.